This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. this season because it reminds us of what God has done. What a great thing. What a great gift. What a mighty idea God had when He sent His Son in the flesh. Amen. What a wonderful gift God has given us. And we're going to be talking about this month receiving God's gifts. So glad that to have uh, Jessica Romano and her family here today. They're friends of uh, Cindy. We're so glad that you're here, bienvenidos, and you're from Peru, I believe, is that right? Oh, we love Peru. Yeah, I've been there on a number of occasions, so we're glad that you're here and we welcome you. Well, we're going to be talking about receiving God's gifts, and today we're going to talk about the process of faith and what we're going to be doing, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 1, we want to look at just a little part of this, the beginning of what we uh, typically look at and think of as the, the Christmas story, the, the birth of Jesus. And we want to look at this month and draw some, some insight uh, from Mary who exhibited uh, tremendous, tremendous heart attitude and, and reveals to us how we are to respond to God, to receive the gifts He wants to give us. Now, she received a very unique and one-of-a-kind gift in the Son of God, but the principle is the same. And God has a, pardon me, God has a plan for you and I, just like He had a plan for Mary. It's different. It's not the same. We're individuals, but we have a purpose. Listen to me, young people. You have a purpose. Amen? And listen, our purpose is not just to, to buy a house and pay off the mortgage and own, own some cars and, and go through life and do all that. That may be a, a, a part of what living is about, but that's not the sum purpose. That's not the sum total of my purpose. God's plan for me is bigger than that. It's not about some stuff. It's about Him coming into my life and making a change and Him imparting into my life His grace, His love, His power so that what? I can impact other people's lives. That's really what it's all about. So God brought about the great plan for man. Now think about this. God bringing about His great plan of salvation, look how He does it. You know, we would think that God would just, you know, maybe come down with a big shout and, you know, on a great deal of fanfare and lights flashing and all that going on. But God didn't. He came to a young woman in the backwater of Israel. Not in Jerusalem, not into the great palaces. He came to a young woman in the backwater of a small town in Israel. God doesn't work the way we think He will work, does He? And so we see in the attitude in the heart of Mary that when God's Word was sent forth by Gabriel to her, we see some things that she did here. Now, Luke chapter 1, we're going to begin in verse 26. 
In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee. Now, Nazareth was such a backwater place that there was a saying in Jesus' day, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Boy, you know what they thought about, everybody thought about Nazareth. See, sometimes we think we've got it figured out how God's going to do it. Man, he's gonna, it's going to be this big way. It's going to be with all this going on. But yet God does it many times in the most uh, inobtrusive manner. He comes to this young virgin. It says, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, to be highly favored, that word favor there is also translated in the New Testament, grace. He said, you're highly favored. In other words, you're highly graced. Did you know what? God's graced you and I. He has called us, just like he called Mary, to something different. But nevertheless, just as she was highly favored, you're highly favored. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her again, don't be afraid. You found favor. You found grace with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will call the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Wait a minute. Gabriel got the wrong address here. He should be going to the palace in Jerusalem. That's surely, that's, that's going to be how it's going to work. That's going to be how God's going to do it. He's going to bring it through the royal line. But how many of you know that, that man's choosing and God's choosing is not always the same? Remember when God was first going to, to give Israel a king? And I mean man, you know, he, 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 was, he, he, he sent him down to to the house, uh, you know, to, to Jesse's house. And man, you know, uh, all his sons, the firstborn, were there. And of course, in their culture, the firstborn, it's got to be the firstborn. You don't skip over the firstborn and go to the second or the third, and certainly not to the last. And surely it's going to be, you know, that big, tall, handsome son. It's not going to be us little short guys. It's going to be, you know, we want somebody virile. But God found David out watching the sheep. God's ways are not always our ways, are they? And so he found this young woman. Mary said, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And he goes on to say in verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. Boy, I tell you, you need to get that down in your heart. No word from God will ever fail. God's word is immutable, unchangeable, unfailing, forever settled in heaven and in earth. Amen? No word from God will fail. The reason we have failure sometimes is because we don't have the Word of God. We've got our ideas. We've got our opinions. Or we've listened to what other people think or what they say. But I'm going to tell you what. This, listen, this is the supreme court of all things concerning life and godliness. 
This is what I'm running my life by. This is my compass. This is my true star. This is what I base my life on. And he said, no word from God will ever fail. Now listen to this, what Mary says. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Wow. That's amazing. So we see in this action between the word of God coming to Mary who had received grace and favor from God, the way she received that word, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit working with the word and working with Mary's heart and faith. This whole process is what enabled the plan, the purpose of God, the gift of God to come to fruition in Mary's life. And it's going to be the same process that's going to cause God's plan and God's purpose and God's gifts to come to pass in your life and through your life. Listen, God did not call us to be a part of His church, His body, just to be a spectator. You know, we live in a consumer society, don't we? And most people are looking for a church that's got the most benefits. What can it do for me? We want the church that's got the best building, the best facilities, the best worship, uh, you know, the best this, the best that. We want everything. We are Disneyland-minded people when it comes to looking for a church. But what about finding the church God wants you to be at? What about if you can make a difference by your presence in one church versus just being comfortable in another one? We want everything just right. Oh, and if it's not just right, you know what? I'm going to take my stuff, and I'm going somewhere else. Oh, my goodness. We could learn some lessons from our brothers and sisters in other countries. Man, I'm telling you, I've been to some nations. I, I remember being in Haiti, and man, I'm telling you what, we, we, we went out there. You talk about hot. Holy cow. It was hot. I mean, we were out there. It was July. We're out there, and we're under this building, you know. It doesn't have any permanent walls. It's open to the air. That sun's beating down, and I mean, it is hot. Ten minutes in, my clothes are stuck to me. I mean, my shoe, my socks, my pants, my shirt. I mean, I'm sweating. It's stuck to me. I'm just soaked. Everybody out there is soaked. It's hot. (laughs) No air conditioning. No fan. It's just hot. The place is packed. Thirty minutes after I started, it was still packed. An hour after we started, it was still. You start to catch on. Man, here with the best conditions, if we go over 30 minutes, you hear people griping and complaining. I'll tell you what, it's going to go so far. I done gone to meddling now, and I better get back to my. Sometimes these side trails help us, though, don't they? A word from God. So here's the thing. The first thing in this process of faith we got to get is what? A word from God. Too many Christians I've talked to through the years, you know what? They have a, what I call a general faith. Well, you know, 
I'm just trusting God, Pastor. Well, what are you trusting for? Well, you know, He knows what I need and whatever I need. He'll supply it. He'll take care of me. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of just, and they're just kind of in a vague, general way trusting God. And that's why you don't ever get anything from God. John, listen, God's got a plan. It's called a plan of salvation. It's not the accident of salvation. Nobody's going to be in heaven by accident. How'd you get here? I, man, I have no idea. I just woke up in heaven. No. God has a specific plan, a specific purpose, a specific way for us to be saved, doesn't He? I know we live, you know, in a culture, in our multiculturalism and all of that, you know, and people are espousing, you know, celebrities and other espousing, well, you know, there's many ways to God, and, and I just don't think there's God so narrow-minded that there's just one way. Well, i got news for you. He is. Jesus said, I am the way, not a way. And I, he said, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man comes to the Father except by me, Jesus. Isn't that right? That's pretty narrow. So we need to get a word from God. God didn't leave it to chance. He sent a word to this young uh, woman, Mary. He sent a specific word about a specific plan and purpose that he had for her life. He sent her a word for that. And we need to get a specific word from God for ourselves. I've shared this with you before. You know, our relationship with God is not to be far off. Well, you know, you know, sometimes it's far off through time. We look back at Jesus. Or we look way in the future at Jesus. But you know what? He's a right now Jesus. Yeah, He is a Jesus that lived back then. He is a Jesus in the future, but He's a Jesus right now for you and I. And He's got a plan and purpose, and we need to get a word from God. Listen, 2019 is rapidly approaching, and you need to have a word from God about 2019 for your life, His plan, His purpose for your family, for His children, what God is wanting to do through you and in you. This is what I mean by receiving God's gifts. He's got something for you, but it's going to come what? When you discover it through His Word. Now, some ways that God gives His Word to us. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. We know this. Jesus said in John 16, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come... What? He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Now listen, a lot of times we look at that just as salvation. Well, that's true. And that's absolutely paramount. We want to be saved. But after you get saved, how I many you know you're still living here? Amen? If God didn't have a plan for you after you got saved, we'd just all go on to be with heaven. Get saved, go to heaven. Get saved, get, go to heaven. Because Paul said to be in heaven is far better than to be here. So why has he got us here if it's better to be there? It must be because what? He's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose for us in this life as well as for the next one. The Holy Spirit, He will, it says He will guide you into all truth. And then He goes on and says, He will take the things of mine and will reveal them unto you. And then He goes even further and says, He will show you things yet to come. Well, 2019 for us is yet to come, isn't it? 
And there's some things we need to know about 2019 that God wants us to know. Now, you won't know everything, but you're going to know some things. God's going to reveal them to you so that what? You can participate with Him by faith, by His grace, by His favor upon you to see His plan worked in your life and in the lives of His church in 2019. Are you listening? Now, I don't have time to read it, but 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, just write down that Scripture verse. You can look it up. But some ways the Holy Spirit speaks. Some ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Now, in the weeks ahead, we're, we're kind of just introducing it today. We're going to hit this more, and we're going to delve into it and unpack it a little bit more as we go along. But there's some gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned there, spiritual gifts, in 1 Corinthians 12, that are still relevant for the church today. Can I hear a holy grunt? It is. Not only when we gather like this, yes, but for you individually. God wants to speak to you about your life, about His plan, about His purpose, about what He wants to do in your life in 2019. I don't want to just go through life accidentally. Well, man, I sure didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Listen, there may be some of that, but listen, I want to be in on what God has for us as a church and what God has for me individually and for my family. I want to connect my faith. What would have happened if Mary said, ah, I don't believe that? Well, he'd have had to go find somebody else, wouldn't he? I don't want somebody else doing my part. Man, I want in on my part. Now, you know, the Bible says for us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. I understand that. But at the same time, I want to be participating in what God has for my part. Whether it be great or small, doesn't matter. It's doing my part. And so these gifts here, one of them is called a word of wisdom. That has to do with the future. The Holy Spirit wants to show you some things concerning 2019. I have some, God showed me some things, you know, 10 years ago that are just now coming to pass. I got some things from 20 years ago that I'm still believing God for. Come on. Man, I could take you to them and show them. I got them written down, man. They're right there. This is a word from God. I'm not letting go of it. It's, God, it's God's plan and purpose for my life. You need to understand that. So the word of wisdom, it's a word that God will give to you. How many of you know God, God knows the future? Absolutely, knows every, every bit of it, every second, every nanosecond. And He knows about His plan for your life. He wants to show you things concerning your life, concerning your children. So that what? So that you can connect, just like Mary connected with the word that God sent to her. You can connect to God's word, and that opens up a great avenue and door for God to work in your life. I see some people, they're at the same place now they were 10 years ago. They're just stuck. One of the reasons is what? They haven't, don't have a word from God. They're just waiting on God to do something. Well, God's waiting on you to connect with His Word. So a word of wisdom reveals something about God's plan and purpose for your future. A word of knowledge, one of the gifts, will reveal to you some things about your circumstances in your life right now. Maybe you're, maybe you're dealing with a situation and you don't have the answer for it. Anybody been there? 
Man, I'm telling you what, how, how do I need to pray about this? How do I need to approach this? How do I need to handle this? Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's about your children. Maybe it's about your finances. Whatever it may be. Maybe you're, you're a young person. You're, 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 you want to discover what, what direction should I take my life? What, what career path should I take? What, God's interested in all of that. And He will give you a word of knowledge that will clarify and give you breakthrough concerning things about your life right now, the circumstances of your life. He absolutely will. He wants to. But here's the thing. If we ignore God, if we spend no time with God, then there's uh, uh, some more gifts, prophecy. The word prophecy, it's there what? It's, it's for edification, uh, exhortation, and comfort. And sometimes it has a revelation quality to it. But many times, uh, God will give you a word in your, your private time that will edify and confirm some things that you've been believing God for. Come on. Listen, we need life in our relationship. <clears throat> I don't want... I don't want a sterile, uh, encyclopedic, historical relationship with God. I don't read this work book as history. I don't read it like it's, a, it's an encyclopedia, uh, encyclopedia of theology. This is God's God-breathed Word. It's His Word to me. It's alive. And God wants to take a part of this Word and apply it in specific ways to your life for 2019. Then the Bible talks about tongues and interpretation. Now, we're going to unpack these things as we go along. We're just introducing them. That's another way that God can speak to us in our prayer life, in our private devotion life. He can speak to us and give us insight and understanding about His plan and purposes for our life. And then one of the the, the most probably one of the most common ways is as we are alone with God, we're, we're in prayer, we're, we're meditating on the Word, we're reading the Word, we're studying the Word, the Holy Spirit will quicken a part of this Word to us. Now, in the Bible, there, there's two words that's translated in the English word, W-O-R-D, and that's logos, L-O-G-O-S, that's the written word. And then rhema, R-H-E-M-A, for the what? The word that is quickened, revealed, or spoken to us. You ever been reading the Bible and all of a sudden it's just like an insight just jumped out of the Scripture passage to you? You're like, wow. See, this, that's rhema. And that's how faith comes. When the Holy Spirit speaks, whether it's by one of the gifts of the Spirit or whether it's by a rhema being quickened as you're reading and studying God's Word, when that happens, faith comes. When faith comes and you lay hold of it with your heart, you're going to have the reality of it soon. Thank you for your enthusiasm. It's still the truth. See, this means this. You know what it means? The origin of the word I'm believing, it matters. Everybody is believing something. Or believing something that mom or dad told us, something grandma or grandpa told us. We're, we're, we're believing something the experts told us. 
But everybody, we're all influenced by somebody. Our belief system is being influenced. And the origin of that word and, uh, and that we're accepting and we're accepting it as authoritative in our life, it makes a difference where it originated. I want God's word first and foremost in my life. Other words have a degree of authority. Certainly they do in our life, don't they? Sure. I mean, if you go to the doctor and he says, you know, this is wrong with you. I mean, you don't say, why? Well, you're a quack. No, we understand that. But we also understand we can go to another word that is higher. Amen? Just like in our court system. We have systems that are lower courts. Amen? They can make a decision, but it can be adjudicated in a higher court, and that decision can be overturned by a higher authority, can it? So there may be the authority of my circumstances. There may be the authority of, of what my body is telling me and other people are telling me. But I always adjudicate to a higher authority. That's the Word of God, isn't it? And when I look to that Word, if that Word is contrary to my circumstances or to the Word that somebody else is telling me, I always know to go and believe what? The higher authority. Isn't that right? And then we see, not only did Mary get a word from God, but she received the word spoken. Now, boy, I'm telling you, as believers, we have to be careful in our nation because we hear so much. Man, oh, man. How many of you own a Bible? How many of you own more than one Bible? <laughs> I, I'm, see what I mean? I mean, we've, we, it's everywhere. I mean, you probably got a Bible, you know, in two or three rooms of your house. If, if you're on your computer, you probably got, like I have, I got maybe, you know, I've got a Bible that's got 26 different translations. We've got the Word. We hear it. You can go to a podcast. You can, you can go on YouTube. You can go on people's websites. You can listen on the radio, TV, satellite. Mike, I mean, it's everywhere. But see, the problem is, is when it's so available, it's easy to take for granted. So easy to take for granted. Oh, yeah, man. I've heard all that. I mean, man, I, you know, I want somebody to tell me something new. You don't need something new. You need something alive. You need something fresh. You need to have the reality of God's Word come alive in you. And then I'm telling you, you'll fall in love with, with the book and with the Word. But she had an open heart, a submissive heart. In Hebrews 4, you can read over there, it says about the Israelites that God showed Himself strong through signs and wonders, didn't He? He He brought them out with a mighty hand. He fed them in the wilderness every day. He kept their clothes from wearing out. Wow. Now, I don't know how some of you ladies feel about that, wearing the same style for 40 years. <laughs> One pair of shoes for 40 years, but they didn't wear out. It's what the Scriptures tell us, and I believe it, right? He fed them every day, you know, and yet when it came time to go in and possess the land, it says that they were unable to go in because of their unbelief. Doesn't that astonish you when you read that? I'm just like, I'm flabbergasted. How could you for 40 years see the pillar of fire by night, the cloud by day? God fed you manna every day. Your clothes didn't wear out. Nobody got sick. And yet you are still full of unbelief. 
He gives us a clue over there. He said, because they did not mix faith with the word they heard. And there's a lot, and I don't mean this disparagingly, there's a lot of Christians in this nation in the same boat. They're defeated. They're discouraged. They're they're bound. The marriages are falling apart, yet they're in church faithfully every week, week after week, week after week, week after week. Something is wrong. Either the message is not valid or either the way they're receiving the message is not profiting them. And so we have to be, notice that Mary had a submissive heart. See, the Word of God, if the Word of God just worked automatically, we'd all have it made, wouldn't we? Because you all raised your hand, you got at least one Bible. So if that's all it meant, that you had a Bible there, and you had it, you know, on the coffee table or or on the side table of your, your bedroom, if that was enough, man, we'd all have it made. The Bible says God's no respecter of persons. The Bible says that God loves each one of us equally. Nobody does He love better than me or better than you. So what's the difference? Why, why is it that some seem to have victory? Some seem to, to be entering into the plan that God has for their lives and others don't. Well, one reason could be maybe our heart attitude toward the Word is not what it should be. Do you see her submissive heart? May it be done unto me according to your Word. But most Christians I see, they're believing their circumstances. They're believing what their checking account, their pocketbook, what the uh, economic forecasters are saying, what the politicians are saying, what the so-called experts are saying. They're believing all of that. Well, may it be unto you according to your faith, Jesus said. So we have to have what? A submissive heart. We have to have a believing heart. Listen, you know, I've seen some people, you know, you know, you try to help them. You show them what God says. And they say, yeah, well, I know it says that, Pastor, but. I know right then. Uh-oh. Remember what I always say, you know, Jesus said on the last day, he's going to shep- God's going to separate the sheep from the goats. You know what goats do, don't you? They butt. You ever been in the field with a goat? I'm telling you what, <laughs> you, you, you better keep your head on a swivel because, I mean, if you're in there with a billy goat especially, I'm telling you what, they don't mess around. You get on their territory, they're coming for you. Goat's butt. See, a lot, you got a, got a lot of goat Christians. I know, I know Jesus said that, but. I know, Jesus, you know, what they're saying is my circumstances are of a greater authority than God's Word in my life. How I feel, what my experience has been up to now, is of a greater authority than God's Word. Then you know what? You're going to live with your circumstance. You're going to stay right where you are. Amen? Absolutely. We need to have a believing heart. Look at Romans 10. Are you still out there? Let me give me just about 10 more minutes and we're going to be closing. Romans 10. See, man, if I was in Haiti right now, or if I was in Peru right now, or if I was in Bolivia, I'd, I'd just be getting through the introduction. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm trying to stay culturally relevant here <laughs> as much as I can. God help me. 
Romans 10, 17, Paul said, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word about Christ. You know what this book is about? From Genesis to Revelation? Christ Jesus. Yes. So how does faith come? Hearing the message. Hearing the message. Hearing the message. Faith don't come from, you know, uh, I've started to say something there, but I better not. It might offend some people. It don't come from hearing the so-called experts. Amen? It don't come from watching as the stomach turns. It doesn't come from all of that. It comes only from one source, the message about Christ, the word about Christ. That's where it comes from. And so if you want faith so that you can connect to the gifts God has for you, the plan and purpose God has for you, then you need to grab hold of the word of the message of Christ that's found in the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, the word of God. And you need to have an attitude that when you read it, you're just like Mary. Praise God, may it be done unto me according to your word. Man, when I read, especially reading through the New Testament, I'm reading over there in the epistles. I'm reading after the words of Jesus. And man, something's there. I stop right there and say, God, that's for me. May it be done unto me according to this word. When I read the Holy Spirit's going to show me things to come, man, I grab hold of it right then. They said, well, I don't know. You might be taking something out of context. Well, it's working pretty good so far, so I'm going to keep on. Man, I'm telling you, I read something, and it it sparks faith in me. It ignites a prayer in me. It ignites some intercession in me. I'm telling you, this Word, when it begins to come alive to you, I'm telling you, you get right in there with God and say, God, we're going to see this thing done. Yeah, but. No buts. And then notice the last thing that we see there involved in this. We're talking about the process of faith. The Word, you've got to get a Word from God, a rhema Word, a living Word, a Word that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you in the various ways He may speak. And then we have to have a submissive, teachable attitude of faith. Listen, just cultivate an attitude of faith. Just, I mean, God says it, man, you see it in the Bible, the Holy Spirit shows you something, man, that's mine. That's mine, glory to God. May it be done unto me according to your word. I won't tell you how many times I say that all day long. About things concerning me, about things concerning this church, I say, God, may it be done unto us according to your word. Amen. And then the last thing he said, the Holy Spirit will what? Will come upon you and overshadow you. Man, those are similar words that Jesus used in Acts 1.8. The power, the dunamis, the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit is going to come on you, Mary. You want to know how this thing's going to be done? Not only that you're believing, but that the power and the, and, and, and the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit is going to be, come upon your life and there is going to be a conception, there's going to be a growth, and there's going to be a birth of what God has spoken to you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, and the Word took upon itself. You know what God wants His Word to do? He wants it to take upon, He wants it to, uh, to take flesh and give manifestation upon it in your life, just like in Mary's. 
See, it's wonderful when I read these things about Mary or about Paul or about Silas or about this one or about that one. And that's wonderful and it thrills me. But, you know, I'm glad for them, but they've gone on to glory. You know, what thrills me right now is when I see it happening in my life, when I see it happening in your life, when I see it happening in Passion Church. That's what we got to have. That's what we need. And he said it's going to be when the Holy Spirit overshadows you and comes upon you. Now, in Genesis 1, uh, chapter 1, real quickly, this is our last scripture we're going to read. We're going to close here in just a moment. But I want you to get this. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Maybe that describes a circumstance or a situation in your life. It looks dark. It looks helpless. It looks hopeless. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This is that same connotation when he said the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow. It's going to hover over you. Listen. The Holy Spirit will take our faith and create what? The substance of the Word spoken to us. 7,000 promises in this book. 7,000. Boy, I guarantee you there's plenty for 2019. But here's the thing. What has God spoken to you? He said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the Holy Spirit will what? Give substance. If we will believe it, the Holy Spirit will take our faith, our trust in God and His Word spoken to us, and He will bring about the reality of it into our life, into our family, into our sons and daughters, into our marriage, into our finance, into our health, into God's plan and purpose for us in 2019. So let me give you some action points here, and then we're going to pray. When was the last time you had a word from God? I mean, I, I mean, a no-so word. I'm not talking about you took something out of the promise thing and read it. I'm talking about a word quickened to you by the Holy Spirit where you knew that you knew that you knew God speaking that to me. That's mine. You know, that's the beautiful thing about God's word. The same word, God can speak the same word to millions of people, but it don't matter. The power of the word will work for millions just like it will work for the one. <laughs> just like it worked for Peter, it will work for you. Amen. So when was the last time you had a word? Listen, take some time. I know we're busy. Oh, golly. Man, you talk about busy. I, I mean, I feel like the donut man. You remember that commercial where he's, you know, he's going to go to make the donuts and he meets himself coming? He just made the donuts. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're getting this property. I'm, um, I want to hear from God for 2019. We're getting ready to close on this property and get it ready and possess it. And it's Christmas season, and uh, my first grandchild's coming, and I don't have nothing happening. It's all good. But you know what? We have to make time. And I encourage you. I challenge you. Take time. For 2019, say, God, what's your plan for me and my family in 2019? I promise you, he said, call unto me and I will answer you and show you mighty things that you don't yet know. Then, how will you respond? 
When the Word, you do get a Word. When all of a sudden you're reading through here, and God just, I mean that Word just leaps off the page to you by the Holy Spirit. Listen, take it. Man, highlight it. Write it in the margins of your book. Write it down on a piece of paper. Write it down on a Word document. Put it somewhere where you'll look at it, and you keep feeding on it, meditating on it. You know, you have a response of faith to the Word God's spoken to you. And I want to challenge you to do that. Take time this week. Don't put it off. Take time this week to seek God and wait on Him and hear word for 2019. Why go into 2019 bat blind? Well, you know, yeah, I just whatever happens will happen. Whatever will be, will be. You know, that's not even Christianity. That's Hinduism. A lot of good Hindu Christians around, aren't there? You don't want to do that. That's not the Bible. God wants to reveal it to you. 2019 can be a year of breakthrough, or it can be the same old, same old thing. It's really up to us, not to God. God's already done the work. Jesus went. He said, it's finished. He's sitting at the right hand. He's interceding for us. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us His Word. There's 7,000 promises in it. He says that he, he knows the plan He has for you. To do right by you. To do good. To bless you. But He wants you to get in on it. And work with Him. Amen. Would you bow your heads? Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. You are good. You are so good. Father, we just kind of skipped the rock across the pond today. Talking about receiving your gifts. Father, as Mary received that great gift so long ago, the Word made flesh. In similar fashion, Lord, you have something that you want to flesh out in our lives, something of your plan, something of yourself. And also for this church, Lord, you have plans. You have purposes. You want to bless. You want to enlarge. Father, I pray for each one in this service today that they will give heed to the things that have been shared, that they will seek you, they will make the time to seek you and wait on you for 2019. Lord, I know this. You said everyone that seeks will find, everyone that asks, it will be given, and to everyone that knocks, the door will be opened. I thank you for that promise. I thank you for that assurance, and I thank you for that confidence that each one of us have as we seek your face for 2019. While heads are bowed, if you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you've never asked Him to come into your heart and believe on Him as your Savior, the Bible says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. What does that mean? You will come into right relationship with God. Your sins will be forgiven, and you will start on a brand new life and a brand new path. If you've never done that, I just want to pray with you while heads are bowed. If you'll just lift your hand. I know I'm praying for you. I include you in this prayer. I'm just going to take a moment. 
I never liked to thank you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Father, I thank you for this one who's raised their hand. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, I add my faith to theirs as they believe and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for your assurance that their sins are forgiven and that they shall be saved. Right now, right where you're seated, that one who raised your hand, just ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of all your sins. Declare that you take him as your Lord and as your Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.